Welcome to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. Listen today as we show you how to love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Cassandra Perkins, today on Behind the Mask. I'm so glad you are here with me today. I have an incredible guest. Her name is Trisha Goyer, and she's here to talk to us about being a teen mom at a very, very young age. I'm a teen. (laughs) And uh, she's here to talk to us about that. And really, I'd like to, you know, kind of talk about really, um, you know, I've been doing my show for, for three years now, which is absolutely insane and incredible in so many ways. And the people that I've met through this are absolutely incredible incredible. But really through really what Behind the Mask is and what really my name stands for is on my show, we are coming out from Behind the Mask and talking about topics that people don't necessarily want to talk about, such as teen pregnancy, suicide, depression, drugs, alcohol, these subjects that aren't necessarily talked about every day on a daily day basis in regular world. But this stuff does need to be talked about. It does need to be educated. And there are people out there that need to hear this. So that is my job is to share with you guys what is going on and really we need to talk about this stuff and come out and talk about this stuff because there are people that need to hear it which is why I'm so happy for Trisha and everything that she's doing. Let me read a little bit about who she is and then we'll introduce her to the show. Trisha Goyer is a busy mom of six, a grandmother of two, and a wife to John. She is a best-selling author. Trisha has published over 50 books. Wow, that's incredible. To date and has written more than 500 articles. She's a two-time Carol Award winner, as well as a Christie and ECPA award nominee. In 2010, she was selected as one of the top 20 moms to follow on Twitter by SheKnows.com. She is also a blogging team at MyLifeToday.com, TheBetterMom.com, and other homeschooling and Christian sites. In addition to her roles as a mom, wife, and author, Trisha volunteers around her community and mentors teen moms, which I think is so incredible that she's, you know, she's taking her time to be able to, you know, this is, this is what I really am passionate about through my life and everything that I've been through. You know, I went through a huge depression in my life and I was suicidal and I was bullied, but through that I overcame that. And through that, I wanted to help others. That, that was my number one mission and still is today is just if I could change one life, if I could make a difference in one life, if I could impact one life. And for me, sadly, I had to hit rock bottom. I had to hit rock bottom in my life. But through that, I'm now able to take my experiences and my experiences in my life in just my 18 year life and help others which is what I really love is when you go through something in your life and you're able to reach out to others, which is why I'm so excited to have Trisha on my show. So without further ado, let's introduce her. Trisha, are you there? I am. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And, and thank you so much for being here. And like I said, uh, you know, when you're so passionate about something, you know, you had to go through something in your life, but through that, you're now able to help other people and make an impact on other people in their, li- in their life. So, you know, I just want to give you applaud for that. And, and thank you so much again for being on my show today. Oh, absolutely. And I I'm just uh, love what you're doing. I love Aww. that you're really talking about all these subjects that, 
sometimes it's hard to talk about. We, we don't like to talk about our faults or our struggles. And I just love that you're doing that and inviting guests to do that too. Absolutely. And, and that's really a, a huge platform for my show is to be able to do that and to be able to talk through struggles in our life and successes in our life and struggles that we're dealing with on a daily basis. So for you to come on my show and, and share your input is so incredible. So again, thank you. Um, but I'd like yes. to, yeah, but I'd like to start out the show um, really just talking about your story. You know, we have 15 minutes um, for the first segment. And I'd really love to just, you know, pick out your brain and talk about your story. I mean, you were a teen mom. Um, and that's really what I, you know, want to talk about today and educate about today. So, you know, you have your book, um, your teen mom book, you, You're Stronger Than You Think, which is such an incredible title because, you know, you are stronger than you think. And when you have to go through something, you are stronger. And I did read your book and I'm so impressed and, and so happy for your success and your success in your life. But, you know, you had to go through hardships in your life. So would you mind kind of just taking, uh, you know, the next 15 minutes and really telling us about that? Okay. Well, you know, I was born to a single mom. My mom was uh, 20 years old and she had me and she got pregnant in college. And my biological dad um, actually moved to a four-year college before she even knew she was pregnant. So really, she was all alone. This is the time before Internet, <laughs> where you text message someone, hey, I'm pregnant. Um, and so she had me as a single mom in 1971. Um, I, she lived with my grandparents, who were loving and supportive, and I still have my grandma, who's still alive, and she lives with me and love having her. But really, during that time, um, I grew up later with my stepdad. She married him when I was just four years old. And But he was more like the silent figure in the lazy boy. He was there, mm-hmm. but not really involved in my life, um, very distant. And so I really grew up with this big hole in my heart. I didn't have my biological dad. I didn't have my stepdad around and went looking for love in all the wrong places. I became sexually active as a very young teen, just looking for that love, and actually got pregnant twice in high school. Um, the first time I was 15 years old and I went to a, a Planned Parenthood clinic and they're like, it's just a blob of tissue, you know, just need to have an abortion, your whole life is ahead of you. And I was scared and I didn't know what to do and I clung to that advice and I chose to have an abortion, which is something that I really regret now. I wish I could go back and change that decision, but I was just looking for a way out, which there, there was the wrong choice. and. Mm-hmm. Then at age 17, I became pregnant again. It was the same boyfriend that I had all through high school. And this time I knew I didn't want to make that choice again. I didn't want to choose abortion, and I chose to have my son. And it was during that time that my boyfriend of three years broke up with me. He wanted me to have an abortion. Um, he, We'd been on and off for years, and he just was out of the picture. So... I was, you know, cheerleader in high school, honor roll student, all of a sudden pregnant during my senior year, and I just remember being so embarrassed and ashamed. Um, I went to school for a while, but, you know, all the looks, all the stares, all the comments, my boyfriend had a new girlfriend within a couple weeks and seeing him with her, I just couldn't handle it, and I just dropped out of school Mm -hmm. and finished my education um, through some... Um, continuing education classes for troubled students. But here I was, you know, from, uh, looked like everything was going good on the outside, you know, cheerleader and honor roll, to being home, being depressed. My friends were going on with their senior year and uh, really just thought I had 
just ruined my life. I remember um, just sleeping in most days, watching soap operas, mm. doing a little bit of homework, but really felt completely alone. Um, but it was during that dark, dark, dark time that God showed up, and he showed up first through these amazing women. They're women from my mom and my grandma's Bible study group, and I had gone to church. Um, my mom became a Christian when I was in second grade and gone to church until my teen years. And then I you know, went kind of Christmas and Easter type of thing. But they came over and they invited me to Bible study. They said they were going to give me a baby shower. They brought things for the baby. They checked up on me. And at first I was not impressed. Here I was, a 17-year-old, didn't want to hang out with these old women. <laughs> but really... They were the ones that kept reaching out for me and just kept loving on me. And just really, I saw the love of God in them. And, you know, for so long, because I had been sleeping with my boyfriend and I chose to have an abortion, I thought, you know, God is not interested in me. He's written me off. Um, But seeing the love of those women really changed my thoughts on that. And I thought, you know what, if God, if these women love me and still care about me and want to reach out to me, then maybe God loves me too and I remember waking up one day I was about six months pregnant and I wrapped my arms around my stomach and I just I had just been so depressed and so in such a dark place and I said God I have messed up big time and if you can do anything with my life please do and I just felt this this heat fill my chest this light fill my chest this hope fill my chest Mm. Um, I just knew that he was had coming to me and that you know because I was willing to open myself up to him he was there and the next day was completely different I just had hope I started looking into college I started planning for my future I started writing prayers for my baby and um, it was just a complete change because I now knew that God loved me and asked you know him to forgive me for all my wrong choices and it was really those love of those women that changed everything Wow. It's it's crazy how something that simple can really change, you know, your your life and, and a moment like that can really impact you and, and bring that, uh, you know, God into your heart and bring God into your life. And I just love stories like that that are so impactful. So, you know, you, you started going to college and, you know, you got an education. You know, what happened in your life after the baby was born? Was it the same effect where before you felt um, completely embarrassed and, and disappointed in yourself? You know, what was it like after having the baby in your life? You know, during um, my pregnancy, I mean, one thing I knew was that I wanted to go to college and I wanted to do something with my life to show my baby, you know, that he can do something with his life. I knew I had to be a good role model for that. Um, But I also started praying for a future husband. And I prayed for God to bring me someone that would love me and love my son. And I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to make bad relationship choices like I'd been making. And so um, it was actually kind of a miracle. I just love how God works. <laughs> but the day Corey was born, it, it was a little boy. Um, he was born on June 21st. And the day Corey was born, um, I got a call from the pastor of our church. And he he told me that um, his son was going to come over and see me. And John, which is also the pastor's name, um, John Jr. Um, 
was kind of the head of the young adults group, and they would plan ski trips and all these things. And he was really just coming over as a friend, and he brought a teddy bear and a card and, you know, said, if there's anything I can do, and I'm like, wow, you're kind of cute. (laughs) You really hadn't paid attention to him before. Um, And then after that, our mom started getting in the middle of it, um, which is, you know, would would Trisha go out if John asked her? And, you know, I said, yeah. And then, you know, his mom would say, well, Trisha said that if you asked her, she'd go out with you. So we had these moms scheming behind the scenes. So here I was, you know, just had a baby. And um, John asked me out on a date for the very first time. And so our very first date was when Corey was just a couple weeks old. And we started dating regularly after that. We were engaged when Corey was four months old and then married when Corey was nine months old. So literally, God not only gave me, you know, this wonderful, godly husband, and we've been married 25 years now, that he brought him on the day Corey was born. So it's like he answered that prayer in ways I never even imagined. Um, And so, you know, I went from just feeling alone to... God coming into my life and going to church and having these wonderful friends, and then God brought me this amazing mm-hmm. man to spend my life with. And I know that doesn't work for all the young women, <laughs> you know, the ones I work with every week. There's so many that are still hoping and praying for that godly husband. Um, but I'm just so thankful that God brought John into my life. Yeah. Absolutely. And I I love stories of of success like that and stories of hope, because when you're going through a dark time in your life, that's literally what it is, is this dark, dark time in your life. And there is no light at the end of the tunnel. And and I'm kind of speaking from my experience in uh, my life was when I went through that time, there was no light at the end of that tunnel. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I felt dark and felt sad and depressed. And for me, you know, there was no point in living if I had no hope to the future. But this is why I love sharing success stories like yours is, you know, you had to go through a hard time in your life where you felt embarrassed, where you felt sad, where you felt depressed. But it's not the end of the world. It's it's really Mm -hmm. not. And through that, there is hope and there is hope for a better future in the end. And I, I really love that's that's why I really wanted to share your stories, because I think you give hope to others out there. And hope is so strong and something that I'm so passionate about. So so thank you for sharing your story. Trisha, we do have to take a break. But when we return, I want to talk a little bit more about your book. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. As long as there have been children and schools, there have been parents who believe their children are underachievers. But sometimes a child who doesn't seem interested in class is really a child with a speech, language, or hearing problem. And what did Blackbeard do? He was a... He was a pirate! Time and again, it's been shown that a young student's ability to read and learn begins with fundamental speech, language, and hearing skills. Jamie, are you with us? Many communication disorders can be detected early and corrected, so learning and literacy skills can develop normally. Make sure your child has the speech, language, and hearing abilities to keep up in class. For more information, visit asha.org. That's A-S-H-A dot A public service message from the American Speech-Language Hearing Association and this station. 
so glad we left that stupid party. No joke. Hey, baby, are you an overdue library book? Because you got fine written all over you. Oh, barf. <laughs> what about that girl with the hoop earrings? Ridiculous. When she was dancing... Megan, I'm... look out. Look out! <gasps> Oh my god, Becky. Becky, are you okay? My arm. I think it's broken. Can you bend it? It's already bent. In the wrong direction. I can't believe this. I'm so sorry. I only had a few drinks. I was just buzzed. Really? Just buzzed? Yeah, I swear. Well, in that case, my arm is fine. Ah, that's better. You're really okay? You're serious, Becky? No, genius. I'm not serious. It hurts. Buzzed driving. Maybe we should stop acting like it's no big deal. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. Let's rejoin Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am joined by Trisha Goyer, who, let me read you a little bit for those of you just joining. Let me read you a little bit about what she's doing. In addition to her roles as a mom, a wife, and an author, Trisha volunteers around her community and mentors teen moms. She's the founder of Hope Pregnancy Ministries, excuse me, in northwestern Montana, and she currently leads a group a, a, a teen MOPS group in Little T- Little Rock Arc. Um, Trisha also, also has a group of friends that share ideas about simplifying life at notquiteamishliving.com. And I'm so excited to have her on today. Before the break, we were talking really about her life and, uh, you know, how it felt as a, as a teen to grow up and to, you know, be pregnant and really how she felt about that. And I'd really like to get into that more um, you know, as we're talking now, because that's, you know, I'm, I'm a teen myself, I'm only 18 years old. And I, I do see that in my community. And I do see that around our, our kids and teens who are struggling with some, you know, the similar situation that you went through, maybe not exactly the same, but a very similar situation. So, um, Trisha, are you there with us? I am. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for, for joining me on the show. I really appreciate you. You know, yeah, I, um, it's great being here. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, you know, I see this a lot in my community, and obviously, there's a huge, huge, huge need for it because, um, you know, like anything where you're going through a difficult point in your life, there is you know, resources out there. There are people that can help. But from you, I think it's so important. And, you know, as I mentioned before, that we share stories of success and sh- and share stories of hope to show that there is light at the end of the tunnel. So, you know, you mentioned it very briefly, you know, in your story. But, you know, I'd really like to get into before we get into really your book, which is, you know, also about your life. But really, what happened, you know, at school, you know, you were in high school, you were a teen, what, you know, what were the reactions? 
reactions from your friends? How did they look at you? You know, what was your, um, you know, how did the teachers look at you? How did everything change? You know, you said you were a cheerleader, you know, you made honors role, I think, or, or I can't remember exactly what you said, but you were, um, in, you know, and you had these, this something happen in your life where there was kind of a turning point for you. So what were the reactions in your life during this point in school? I think the hardest thing was just, you know, telling everybody. You know, I had to tell my grandparents that I was pregnant, uh, my parents that I was pregnant, um, and then going to school. You know, I I don't think anyone to my face was saying, you are so stupid, but I could definitely, you know, rumors were going around and mm-hmm. people were staring at me and looking at me and kind of, it was almost like I had the plague, like, oh, I'm afraid to talk to her mm-hmm. now, you know, relationships that I had before, um, you know, my friends stopped calling and, I mean, really, it was it was like I had the plague. Like, no one wanted to be around me. Mm-hmm. They weren't sure what to do or how to react. And then, of course, because I didn't choose to have an abortion, my boyfriend um, broke up with me. And so, really, it was a lonely time. It was going from, you know, uh-huh. football games, because, you know, I had to drop it at cheerleading. So, you know, I was usually busy all the time in football games and traveling for, for cheerleading to, okay, now I'm home alone and no one's calling. Um, and my boyfriend's out of the picture, so it was, it was, I just felt like my life was over. Like choosing to have the baby, um, just changed everything. And I mean, it it was just sleeping in because I didn't want to face my life. I just wanted to sleep all day and watch TV and, you know, just forget about the life that I used to have because Mm -hmm. it was like everything changed. Wow. You know, you know, I have a good friend uh, who I met at Ziegler. Her name is Nikki Ivy. And, um, you know, she went through a similar situation as well. And this is why I, I love hearing, you know, similar stories, because if there's one story, there's another story of hope and having, you know, an amazing, amazing ending. And if, you know, looking from an outside point of view, you know, if I look at her life, if I look at your life, you know, what a truly amazing life you have, you know, family, you know, having an, an incredible family and uh, having support around you and being successful in what you're doing, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. And that's why I'm so passionate and, you know, why I love to help others in my life is because there are people out there who need that, like similar to your situation where you're helping people now, you're outreaching and talking to people and you're educating and helping others who are teen moms. And, you know, you have your Hope uh, Pregnancy Ministries, which I would love to talk about in a little bit as well, but you're now out there sharing your story. So, you know, one thing I want to know, um, you know, what would it, what would it look like, you know, at your age of, um, I'm sorry, when did you get pregnant again? In uh, 1989. Okay. I had my son. Okay. So at that age, you know, you know, what, what was your point of view of teen pregnancy? You know, was it, did you look at it as a, a horrible, horrible thing? Were you okay with it? And then this happened to you, you know, how did that kind of change your view and, and alter really your, your point of view on this? You know, when I got pregnant in 1989, so it was 26 years ago because my son just turned 26. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, there was only two other girls in my whole high school that were pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was some really high years for abortion. A lot of people were getting abortions. And so it. What, yeah, I think now, you know, we have the show Teen Mom. We yeah. see movie stars getting pregnant as teens or out of wedlock. Um, but really, you know, 25 years ago, it wasn't the case. Right. It was more, look what you've done, or let's hide it, or let's have an abortion. So it was more, I think, a shameful thing instead mm-hmm. of um, more commonplace like it is today where, you know, everyone's 
I mean, especially I'm in Little Rock, inner city of Little Rock, and there's so many pregnant moms um, in the high school. So mm. it was very different back um, when I was in high school. And I, I think, you know, just because it's more common now, it doesn't mean the girls stop struggling. You know, they still right. have the same exact struggles. Right. Um, they still, you know, have problems with their boyfriends or problems with their peers and troubles in school. You know, I've you know had working with teen moms, and if they're you know sick to their stomach and have morning sickness, they don't get excused for school and they miss out days and then they're truant and then they get kicked out of school, <laughs> you know, so all mm-hmm. these issues because, I mean, they're still a teenager. They're yeah. still trying to go to school and trying to get their driver's license and do all these things, but then here they are dealing with pregnancy mm-hmm. and, you know, dealing with boyfriends and relationships that are way sometimes over their head on even to know how to deal with that. And then their their parents are, you know, many of them are at odds with their parents. Sometimes their parents kick them out of their house. Right. So, you know, then they're living with friends. I mean, so many things come up at such a young age. And then when you have your baby, you're responsible for another person. Mm. So you can't just hang out with friends or do what you want or you have, you know, reports at, at school and your child gets sick. And it was just a lot of things pile up on these young women. Um, and sometimes it just gets so overwhelmed that they just dropped out of school and they, you know, they're in bad relationships because it's too hard to figure out what to do or to make good choices. Huh. Wow. You know, and uh, as a teen, you know, being a teen in today's world is is, is very hard. It's very hard with, with peer pressures and what's going on in today's world and, and bullying and social media and growing up. It, it's it's very difficult. And, and to add this on top of it, you know, I, I think to have someone, you know, like you who is a mentor and who can sit back and help and give advice from, from your point of view in your life and everything that you've been through. Um, we have about two minutes left before we have to take a break. But I'd really like to know, um, you know, we'll touch, you know, more about this at, at the end of the show. But really, what is the what do you tell these these kids who come to you and say, you know, I am pregnant and I'm having these issues? You know, what advice do you give them? You know, I think the number one thing I point them to is just to point them to Jesus. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. some are just completely unchurched. But I'm like, that's where you're going to find your hope. That's where you're going to find your strength. And maybe you never, never even heard of him before, but let me tell you about God. And he can be there to strengthen you and support mm-hmm. you. And, you know, with our teen mom support groups every week, we have devotions and we talk about God and hope and strength. And it gives them that hope to cling to. Um, you know, and God doesn't turn his back on you because you're pregnant, even though the world does. You know, um, you know, Mary was a single mom and she bore mm-hmm. Jesus. You know, God, Jesus was at the well talking to the, the women at the well that other people turn their back on. You know, Jesus would be right here in our meetings with us, reaching out to you if he was in the in flesh and blood. Uh, and just letting them know that they shouldn't be ashamed. All of us make mistakes. Mm-hmm. This is just something that's very obvious. Teen pregnancy is not something you could hide very well, but God still loves them, and he still has a good plan mm-hmm. for their lives. And then step by step, we could look at every little issue and just take one thing at a time and not get overwhelmed with it all. Absolutely, Trisha. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that, and I'd love to touch more on that at the end of the show. But we do have to take a break real quick, so stay tuned. We'll be right back with Trisha Goyer.
Cause God made a way through the pain and he opened her eyes. My name is Rachel and I'm 10 years old. I like riding my bike, playing soccer, and in eight years, I'll be an alcoholic. I'll start drinking in middle school, just at parties. My friends will drink, so I will too. Kids who drink before age 15 are five times more likely to have alcohol problems when they're adults. My parents won't really know what's going on yet. I mean, I'll do okay in school, but when I drink, I'll do some things I don't really want to do. So by the time my parents talk to me about it, alcohol won't be my only problem. Alcohol affects their judgment and their future. So start talking before they start drinking. My parents won't believe it could happen to me. For more information on teens and alcohol, and to learn what you can do, visit the web at stopalcoholabuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Ad Council, and this station. Hi, this is Cassandra Perkins. This is Deputy John Arnold with the Douglas County Sheriff's Office. Did you know that over 1,006,000 car accidents are caused from texting and driving each year? Also, you have a 23% greater chance of being involved in a motor vehicle accident while texting and driving. If you get a text, it can wait. Pull over to a safe location. Nothing is that important. Don't, Don't drive, drive while intoxicated. 7,000 high school students drop out every school day. That's one every 26 seconds. So here's a 26-second message of encouragement. Hi, I'm Stacy. Look, you know, I've been there. It's tough. And I just want to say, if you find yourself feeling negative, use it as motivation. Let it be like the fuel in the fire to keep you going. Because the best is yet to come. Seriously, you're capable of great things. Things you probably haven't even dreamed of yet. So don't quit now. See you at graduation. Do you have 26 seconds to convince a student to stay at their desk? Now you can share your message of support at BoostUp.org. We can keep students in school. Visit BoostUp.org and take the first step. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. I see this life like a swinging vine, swing my heart across the line, in my face is flashing signs, seek it out and ye shall find, old, but I'm not that old, young, but I'm not that bold, and I don't think the world is sold, I'm just doing what we're told. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Hey, if you want to get involved in our conversation, feel free to call 303-477-2473. If you have any questions or would love to put in your input, please call us. You can call 303-477-2473. So we are back with Trisha Goyer, who was a teen mom at the age of 17 years old. And now she is here with us today and she is sharing her story as well as, you know, sharing about how she's able to now help others with her story. So we are back with her. We are going to talk a little bit more about her book. And then, uh, you know, I'd love to get into some other topics at the end of the show as well about what she's doing now. Um, but Trisha, are you there with us? 
I am. I'm here. Awesome. Thank you, Trisha. So we have your book, Teen Mom, You're Stronger Than You Think. And that's so true with anything that you're going through in your life is that you, once you go through it, you know, you will get through it and you're stronger than you ever think you will be, which is so incredible, which is why I love the title of that book. But really, this book was written for specifically for teen moms. But really, how do you see this book impacting others beyond that? You know, I would love um, for parents to pick up the book. Maybe they're not, they're not even facing their child being a teen mom yet or youth leaders and just know how teen moms are thinking, the struggles they go through, how to talk about it before they became, become teen parents. And many times there's so many more issues like relationship issues or um, friendship issues that you can see that the patterns are happening even before they become pregnant. So I'm hoping that, you know, people will pick up the book and have a copy and be able to start the conversation about teen pregnancy and about being sexually active as a young teen and about, you know, it's not just giving your body, but it's giving your heart and your soul um, to another person. And then, you know, if they do know a teen mom, um, you know, carry a copy of the book and hand it to her and say, you know, I would love for you to read this book and maybe we can go out to coffee and, um, you know, start the conversation on how to help these young women because I would love for people just like those women in my mom's church to just reach out to these young women and let them know that they're loved and there's someone that cares. Um, It's not the end of the world and that God still loves them. Wow. How incredible. And I think if you can just, like you said, if you have a copy, just hand a copy to someone and let and let them know that you are there and you love them and will support them and, and, you know, be there for them. And I think that's truly what they need in that time. So really, what is the book about? Is the book really about your story? Um, a little bit is about the story, but really I talk about the nine needs of every teen mom. And we talk about the struggles, and so I have quotes from um, other teens that are moms and what they're going through, and the nine needs are um, importance, identity, growth, intimacy, instruction, help, um, recreation, perspective, and then hope. And really hope is uh, Christ. You know, he is our hope for the future. But in each section I go through, you know, what do they need for um, you know, education and how, what do they need for perspective and how to look to the future mm-hmm. or even recreation. You know, just because they're teenagers doesn't mean they can never choose to have fun again and choose, but, you know, instead they just need to choose wisely. What does it mean to have a good time that doesn't include sleeping with your boyfriend or partying with your friends? So in each section it's like, okay, now you're responsible for another person and right. these are some things you need to consider and this is how you could look at your relationships differently and this is what has helped other teen moms. And so really I just try to approach, you know, the many, many needs that they have and give them tips and help advice and lots of questions for them to consider for themselves. Hmm, wow. And you know, like, you know, you, you said that this book is written specifically for teen moms. I, I think in my opinion that anyone can pick up this book because, you know, we all need to be educated and we all need to know your story and how, how it feels to go through that so we can understand and be supportive and, and care for and, you know, respect people who are going through this as well. So I think it, it's so incredible. Where Where can we find your book and where can we get it? It's available at Christian bookstores or like Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, ChristianBook.com, any of those 
online stores and on my website, which is uh, trishagoyer.com, I have a free workbook that you could print out. It has all the discussion questions and stuff that you could print out for a teen mom so she has time to you know, journal and think about these things. Um, and so really, I just want it to get in their hands and give them time to ponder and, and go over, like, what do I want for my future? What kind of example do I want to be for my child? And, you know, how can I live my life so it can be a model for that child? And really, when you're helping a teen mom, you're getting a two-for-one. You're helping her, but you're also helping her uh, be a good mom for her mm-hmm. kids. And, you know, mentoring young women for all these years, I've seen those that have, you know, turned their lives over to God and are living awesome lives. One young woman that I mentored, she's one of my first ones in my teen mom support group. You know, her daughter's 13 now, but she's working for an organization that helps women in, in sex um, trafficking. And she's, uh, you know, in her church and very active. And um, her and her boyfriend got married. And, you know, they've been married. And, you know, they have this good relationship. And we, I could just see when someone cares what can happen yeah. when they turn their life around and they start following God and um, start making good decisions. So when you're really reaching out to that teen mom, you are impacting more people than you even realize. Wow, absolutely. And I, I truly love your opinion on that. And, you know, the fact that God came into your life and, and truly moved you, and, and that's something that you're teaching other people is, is so incredible. So thank you again for what you're doing and, and help uh, educate, you know, other teens out there and as well as, you know, parents of teens, as well as people in general. So So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, really, I'd like to talk about, you kind of mentioned it earlier, how, you know, back in, in your time, it was kind of, you know, when you were a child, it was, you know, you you hide it. And when you, you get pregnant, you have an abortion or you hide it or it wasn't so common. And if it was, you, you didn't really bring attention to it. Well, nowadays we have TV shows about it. We have, uh, you know, celebrities who are who are getting pregnant. Um, and, and I think it's it's glorified in a way. I mean, you know, such mm-hmm. as, you know, Teen Mom, which is a huge popular TV show. You know, what is your opinions of, of Teen Mom? And you know, do you think that the, the media kind of glorifies it or makes it look harder than it is or, you know, the complete opposite? I mean, really, what is your opinion on that? You know, I think the Teen Mom show does a good job of showing how difficult it is. I mean, if you, I've only watched maybe three or four episodes just to get a feel for it. But those girls are just in so much pain and relationship drama and friendship drama and and problems with their parents. So I think that is a lot of reality. Um, what I hate is that they are just filming that and watching these girls make horrible choices one after another. I mean, yeah. what I would love to see is a TV show where, okay, here's a teen mom. Let's help her get scholarships. Let's help her, yeah. you know, find quality child care and step it through instead of just watching them make bad decision after bad decision. I mean, yeah. um, I think it's really exploiting young women, um, and it is just making it like, you know, especially celebrities, everyone's getting pregnant. It's like, okay, this is cool. I don't need to think about marriage. I could just have a baby and look how cute this baby is. And it's hard in today's society to, you know, to tell them, no, you really want to wait to have sex until you're married. And, you know, there's so many people that aren't getting married and living together that, you know, sometimes teen moms are like, I'm never getting married. Why, you know, why can't I have a baby? I'm, I'm not planning to, you know, trust the guy and get married in the future. So I think in our society with so many messages against marriage and against, um, you know, having these lifelong commitments, so they think, fine, you know, I might as well have a baby now because I'll, you know, have one in the future and I'm not going to get married. So it is hard with so many messages from the media coming at them. 
Wow. Well, as your role in, you know, you're as a mentor and, and someone that, you know, these teens can look up to, what is it that you, you tell them to, to kind of, because it is a really difficult time in that sense. So what, what do you tell them as far as advice in that sense? You know, we talk about their own kids. And, you know, a lot of the teen moms that I work with are just in really bad relationships. And I'll say, do you want your little girl to be dating someone like the guy you're dating? And do you want her to be treated like you're being treated? And I'm like, no. And do you want your little boy to be, you know, have a dad around who's going to be in and out of jail and who's going to be, you know, on the streets? And, I mean, is that how you want your little boy to be raised? And I say, you know, if you have those types of men in your life, that's how you can expect your child to grow up to be or your little girls. That's how you can expect the type of relationship. So, you know, you know, really start thinking about the type of relationships that you have. Um, I encourage them, again, to pray for their future husband. And, you know, they always say, like, I'm not going to get married. I'm like, well, if you were to get married, what type of guy would you want? And we right. start making a list, honest and loving and hmm. cares for cares for others and thoughtful. And I'll say, okay, would you want to marry a guy like this? Right. And they say, yeah, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, they want it, they just don't see it. And I say, okay, why don't you start praying for that? Um, and it's it's amazing to see that those prayers have been answered for many of these young women. They just don't know that they can think higher and that God has better plans for them. And, you know, I say, look at my life. I was a teen mom. I dropped out of school. My boyfriend was on the picture, and now I'm writing and speaking and been to 11 different countries. Right. But, you know, it's like you can do it too. And I think that really helps them. We've, you Absolutely. know, seen girls go back to school and um, start better jobs and, you know, really strive for something because they finally have someone that's saying you can do it. And I think that's what all these women need. You know, even if they, there's not a support group in the area, just to have someone alongside them that say, I believe in you, you can mm-hmm. do it, and God has good plans for you. Wow, absolutely, Trisha. We actually have a caller calling in, which I'm so excited about, and I was hoping that she would be able to call in. Um, it's actually my cousin Ashley, and I, I'm so blessed that she's calling in. She was actually a, a teen mom as well, and you know, because we're cousins, I get to, to watch her child grow up and, and who she is and the individual she is in their family, and it's just another story of success. So, Ashley, are you there? I'm here. Hi. Hi, Ashley. How you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? I'm doing great. Hi, Thanks. Ashley. Hi. <laughs> so we have about three minutes, four minutes before we have to take a break, Ashley. But, okay. you know, uh, would you love to just kind of share your opinion and really where, where you've come from in your life being a teen mom? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was kind of on the other end of the spectrum. Um, I was a later teen mom. I wasn't, you know, 16, 17. I was kind of almost 20 kind of in the later stages, but I was in the middle of college. I'd only been dating the father of my child for a very short amount of time. So essentially we were getting to know each other through pregnancy, which brings about so many difficult challenges and your hormones are changing. And I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just absolutely crazy. But when I found out I was pregnant, I guess ultimately instinct kicked in and I knew what my belief was and what I stood for and what I wanted to do. But I wanted to respect you know, my daughter's father and give him kind of an opportunity to soak all of it in. Um, So the way that I approached it, when I told him I was pregnant, I made a bunch of note cards. And on each note card, it talked about the different phases of her development. I didn't know if she was a girl at the time, but so one note card I'm standing in front of him says she has fingernails and toenails. And the other one, her heart started beating five weeks ago. And I think he really just got this visual 
And it didn't matter at the moment how much his life was going to change. It was the fact that he had created something and we had created something together, and we both weren't willing to let that go. And we actually fought through it. Um, I did have to drop out of school. We moved across the country to get him a job. We've been living in Texas, and my daughter's now three and a half years old. So it's just you have to have – it is so important to have a supportive family. And if you don't have a family member or anyone that's supportive, to have close friends that can be there with you. And just like, you know, Trish said, it, it really tests all of your relationships your relationship with your partner, your relationship with your friends, and you lose a lot of that. And you go through, you know, kind of a grieving process mm-hmm. as you're experiencing all of these other things and about to bring a child into the world. So you really just need to focus and think about where your priorities are and what you're about to do and the amount of responsibility you're about to take on. And as long as you keep your focus on that child, I promise you'll be okay. And you need to know that you can do it by yourself. You can do it with God. I mean, you that was really what was the most important to me. I wanted to know that no matter what, with him in my life or out of my life, I was going to take care of this baby, and that was going to be my number one priority. Wow. Thanks, Ash, for calling in. And I love you lots. And, and thank you so much for, for sharing your story. And I feel that both of you can relate on that level. Um, you know, just speaking from an outside point of view is that there's a lot of common, a, a lot of common things with pregnancy. But the number one thing is that there are people who will support you. And there are people who will be there for you. So Ashley, thanks so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I love you. Love you too. (laughs) And uh, Trisha, thanks so much, um, you know, for sharing that and, you know, sharing your your point of view on all of this. Um, We do have to take a break. But when we get back, I really want to find out, you know, what you're doing now, how we're able to educate and help these teens in today's world. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. American girl, six years old, suspect, Caucasian male, 30 to 35, six feet, 180 pounds, wearing blue shirt, black jeans. Now when an Amber Alert is issued, white van, out-of-state license, x-ray 687 Charlie. You can get the same information the authorities get right on your cell phone. Sign up for free at wirelessamberalerts.org. When an Amber Alert is issued in the areas you've chosen, you'll receive a free text message. If you spot the vehicle, the suspect, or the child described in the alert, call 911. Sign up today at wirelessamberalerts.org. Think of it. Something as simple as a free text message could free an abducted child. All units, Amber Alert canceled. Child recovered safely. Suspect is in custody. Repeat, Amber Alert canceled. WirelessAmberAlerts.org. A child is calling for help. This message brought to you by the Wireless Foundation, the U.S. Department of Justice, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and the Ad Council. Shriners believe that every child deserves a chance to realize their full potential. A tragic gasoline explosion left young Dan Carroll covered with burns and with a slim chance of survival. That is, until a local Shriner heard about the accident. Almost immediately, magic started happening. Dan was airlifted to a Shriners hospital. The doctor said, 
I know you're expecting the worst, but this is a Shriners Hospital, and we're the finest burn center in the world. Without the Shriners, I wouldn't be here right now. Like, seriously. Shriners Hospitals offer some of the world's finest orthopedic and burn medical care to kids, totally free of charge. And there's a Shriners Hospital helping kids from this area. Today, Dan is a professional jazz drummer with a bright future. I can do whatever I want to do. There's no limitations, and they help me learn that. If you know a child that the Shriners could help, call 1-800-237-5055. Shriners, giving help and hope to kids for over 80 years. You're listening to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins on 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back, everyone. I am joined by Trisha Goyer, who is the mom of six, a grandmother of two, and a wife to John. She is a best-selling author. She has published over 50 books and written more than over 500 articles, excuse me. And she is so incredible, and I'm so blessed to have her on my show to share her point of view on teen pregnancy. You know, she was pregnant at the young age of 17, and since then, truly her life has blossomed, in, in my opinion, and in, in everything that she stands for and everything that she is. I'm just so inspired by her. So Trisha, again, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, it's great being here. And I love just talking about this and hope that, you know, if one person reaches out to a teen mom, it's all worth it. I love sharing. Yep, absolutely. And that's why I love sharing topics like this on my show, because no matter the topic, there is always somebody who needs to hear this, even if it's one Mm. person and that person's going to share it to someone else. And truly, I think we can change lives that way. So Trisha, again, and thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, so you have so many incredible things. You are the founder of Hope Pregnancy Ministries. Um, also, you lead a teen MOPS group in Little in Little Rock. And uh, I I would love to kind of talk about that and how you use those platforms to help educate and uh, inform teens and teen moms uh, really about who what to do and what to do in a situation that they're in and uh, from your point of view in your life as well. So how are you using those platforms to be able to, to get the word out? You know, and I just, I'll share about that, but I just have to share first that at first it wasn't easy to share my mistakes, you know, after um, I got married to John and, uh, you know, had my little boy, I thought, okay, I could just forget all about that. I could forget about being a teen mom. You know, we ended Mm -hmm. up moving to Montana from California and I thought I could just start my life over and no one has to know my past and really didn't want to think about it because I was so, even, you know, after I was married, ashamed of being a teen mom, um, but um, God led me to a wonderful Bible study for women who'd had abortions, and I found a lot of healing for that. And um, my pastor asked me to share my story in our church first, and I didn't want to. I'm honestly, it's like, why do I want to get up and share about all my past mistakes? But when I did, that was the first time when women started coming up to me, and they had similar stories, and they, you know, sought healing, and they sought forgiveness from God. And I thought, wow. You know, sharing my story really can impact other people, even though it was really, really hard. And it was also during that time my pastor approached me about helping to start um, Hope Pregnancy Center. There wasn't a crisis pregnancy center for over 100 miles, and there was nowhere for those women to 
turn. And at the time, I was a homeschooling mom and had just started writing and getting stuff published. And I thought, I don't have time for this. But I told my pastor I'd pray about it. Mm-hmm. And when I did, instead of, you know, God giving me a good excuse, he said, you know, in my spirit, what about those other young women like you were? What are you going to do to help them? And I knew I had to take the time. And so we started the ministry, and God just brought wonderful volunteers. And, you know, we now live in Little Rock, but the, the ministry is still going on. So he just needed me to help get that started, to get wow. the ball rolling. And now there's, you know, wonderful volunteers. There's a full medical clinic, and they do ultrasounds. And, you know, I like get reports every month on what's happening there. And I just love that. You know, sometimes God asks us to do something, but it's just, for a season in our life and to take that step of faith. And um, once we moved to Little Rock, I, again, wanted to work with teen moms like I had up in Montana, and we started the MOPS um, support group. And uh, MOPS, there's uh, mothers of preschoolers, they have support groups all over the U.S., and there's only about 100 in the country Hmm. that help teen moms. And so I go to an inner-city church. We purposely drive in the inner city because we know you know, they won't drive out to the suburbs to get help and support. Um, and so I work with, you know, girls as young as 14 years old that are pregnant. Most of them, their moms aren't pregnant. They're, I mean, their moms aren't married. Their aunts aren't married. They don't have good role models in their lives. And, you know, we meet once a week on Thursday nights, and they just come, and we give them parenting advice. We have people from the children's hospital come, and, you know, people come and talk about car seat safety and nutrition and all these things, and it just gives them the education that they need to be teen moms. Um, we provide diapers for them and baby clothes for them um, through donations. And, you know, but I think the most important thing, again, is just to share about Christ. Um, and so I was so reluctant to share my story at first. Um, But God has just shown me over and over again when I'm willing to, you know, not be prideful and to be humble and share about my mistakes um, and, and show what God has done in my life, then it can really impact people. And people can start changing in their lives too, and they can start seeking hope, and they can start seeking God. Um, and so I think with all of us, we have those areas that we don't want anyone to know about. We have those mistakes that we've made, um, and those are the areas that God wants to use. He doesn't want us to take um, those things and hide them because when we share the story, you know, when we share how we change, then we're giving glory to Him. And mm-hmm. so that's what my life is now. It's just saying, okay, God, you know, I said, if you can do anything with my life, please do. I mean, that was my big prayer that I prayed mm-hmm. when I accepted Him. And it's just like every day He's just showing over and over again, wow. this is what I can do, this is what I can do, this is what I can do. So I can receive, you know, no glory for that. It's all Him because I knew where I ended up. I ended up 17 and pregnant and depressed. Um, so really everything is just giving glory to God from now on. Wow. I, I think that's so incredible and, and so amazing, everything that you're doing and everything that you're sharing. We have about uh, about two minutes, roughly two minutes left before, sadly, we have to end the show. But, you know, really I want to know, based on your experience, you know, both personally and with young moms, what do you think the single greatest need is? Um, the single greatest need is to feel loved. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these girls, that's how they end up pregnant, is they are searching for love. They are searching for someone to love them. They want to be appreciated. And so I think that's why we just we need to reach out to young people and mm-hmm. let them know about God's love and let them know that they are special 
and that they have a purpose and they don't need to seek affection and love from other people that God has more than enough for them and when the time is right you know the right person will come and give them the type of love and affection um, that they need but you know just turn to God and let him show you what his plan is for your life and you know there are times you may feel lonely but God will be there to fill up all those empty places. Wow. Trisha Goyer, thank you so much for being on my, on my show today. If my uh, listeners want to get a hold of you, where can they find you? Um, my website is just trishagoyer.com, T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com, and I have a contact um, place. They could send me a message through my website or on Facebook. Um, I'm author Trisha Goyer, and they could contact me there. Or on Twitter, I'm also on there, just as Trisha Goyer. So pretty much if you put Trisha Goyer in, you're going to find a way to contact me. (laughs) Absolutely, Trisha. Thank you so much for being on my show today and sharing your input with my audience and my listeners. It's truly important, and, and thank you so much for what you do. Continue to do what you do, and I can't wait to see what you're doing in the future. Absolutely. So we have Jacob Salem calling in, who is here to pray us out. So Jacob, uh, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Would you pray us out, please? Absolutely. So Father God, we just thank you for your will and your guidance in our life, and the reminder of your love, Lord, that you continue to direct our steps, that you open the doors we need to open, that you close the ones we shouldn't go through, Lord. We thank you so much for sending your Son, Jesus, that he came to live the life that we couldn't. So ultimately, we can spend the rest of our lives glorifying you and him, and uh, Father, we just thank you so much for what you did for us, what you've done for us, what you currently uh, are doing and will do for us. We know that you are the one that is, that was, and is yet to come, and we thank you so much for that. I pray for all of those that need love, that need um, empowerment, that need to know that you ultimately are the provider of all the love that we need, that you would send your children, your warriors for you to love all of the children just as Jesus, that we could literally be Jesus with skin on. And Lord, it's in your Son's name that I pray. Amen. Amen, Jacob. Thank you so much, as always, for calling in and praying. I really appreciate it. Hey, guys, if you want to know more about Jacob or any of my guests like Trisha Goyer, be sure to go to my website, check it out, and also be sure to leave me some feedback, check out my other podcasts, and share to your friends. You can go to CassandraPerkinsRadio.com. Thank you all so much for listening today. Remember to love God, love people, and impact the world for Christ. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins. To reach Cassandra or to learn more about her ministry and work, visit CassandraPerkinsRadio.com or look her up on Facebook. Listen again every Tuesday from 4 to 5 plus the Saturday morning encore at 10 a.m. Behind the Mask with Cassandra Perkins right here on 810 KLVZ where love lives.